heading to kickoff on the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. From the... Welcome on in. It's week 14 of the National Football League season. I know people hate when you say National Football League instead of NFL. <laughs> Some people do. Kind of like when uh, people used to say the ATM machine. But, you know, what can I tell you? How about the NFL? Yes. Oh, you know what's really weird? And uh, the New York Times is supposed to be like the you know the place that everybody, you, know, you look to the New York Times. They always, anytime they put any abbreviation like NFL, they always put a period between everything. N period, F, L, F period, L period. It's like, come on, get with everybody else. They're the only paper that does it that I can, that I know of. But Yeah, I don't think at the, uh, the I worked for the Times of Sun instead of the New York Times. <laughs> I don't think we did that. No, but. nobody else does it. I mean, if you ever get a chance to look, it's so weird. It's so it's just bizarre, just absolutely bizarre. Speaking of bizarre, this guy has seen it all because <laughs> he's, he's been covering the Bears forever. Now he actually gets to leave his humble abode and go to well, maybe a, maybe a palatial estate. I don't know. And go to Soldier Field. It is Jeff Dickerson brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D., what's going on? Fred, the things that bother you continue to amaze <laughs> me over the years. Uh, I never thought that, that the punctuation in the New York Times would make the list of things up your can on oh, yeah. Sunday morning, but it's there, and it, it's fair, and, you know, I, I do notice it. Yeah. Uh, it is It is odd. It's uh, the our, only place. Style, the only our place. style does not have that. No. Um, you'll be happy to know that we do not have the hyphen for off-season or preseason at ESPN.com. Our style is, say, uh, we combine that word, so I hope that makes mm-hmm. it easier for you to, it does. to view our content. Yeah. It does. So, yeah. It is, a, it is a beautiful day for football. And I, I know we say, we say this a lot, but it is just still so odd to be at this stadium on a beautiful morning where even though the Bears have lost six straight, in normal times, uh, the place would just be a flurry of activity. It would be a perfect morning for tailgating. And all you see on the Waldron lot across from Soldier Field is the setup for like a drive through Christmas thing. They have like the lights set up where you can drive your car through real fast and and see Christmas lights downtown, but there's just no one. There's like one person right now I see walking their dog in front of Soldier Field. And it's just still, Ryan Pace? It's still weird. <laughs> no, it's not him. I, I'm not sure exactly where uh, he's he's at these days. Uh, well, we learned he, he, he's angry. Everyone in the building's angry, J.D. Yeah, we learned. But not to be cliche, uh, this is about two teams wanting to win a game and not about quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, uh, of course, everyone is, is very angry at the uh, – it's been a very you know, disappointing run here. I mean, to go from five and one to now five and seven, um, even if they win today, it doesn't really do a whole lot to to make people feel better. Now, I think personally for them, I might say them, I mean the front office, it would be wonderful if Trubisky could play well and Deshaun Watson, you know, limited by all the injuries and suspensions and bad trades the Texans have made this year, would not have a great game. I think, you know, the worst thing they would – want to see would be for Watson to throw for like 450 and four touchdowns, you know, not having, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks, not right. having Will Fuller, not having David Johnson, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, now a, a star, his star continues to ascend in Arizona. Um, I think that would look really bad, but even if that doesn't happen, 
Um, there's no undoing what has been done. I mean, there's just no way around it. It's very hard right now to sort of look at this objectively, guys, and say, okay, um, you know, this is how the front office is currently configured. You know, this is these are the people that we feel comfortable leading our search for the next quarterback. And I think that's going to be a real hard thing for ownership to look past. And I just don't know how you can can explain that away anymore. So, uh, you know, today's game is important. Um, it would be nice for the Bears to get a win. Um, the Texans only come here a couple of times. The Bears have never beaten the Texans in the regular season. Uh, Houston's last trip to Chicago in the regular season was 2012. Uh, that was a great game. That's when the Texans, I think, had like one loss and the Bears had like no losses. Or It was a really uh, pumped up Sunday night game. Um, Texans won that game. Um, this is not the same Houston team. Obviously, they're going through all their issues and everything. So it would be very nice to, to get a win. Uh, but what that means projecting out long term is probably nothing. You know, J.D., one of our questions, our poll questions, say we got like three of them, one about Pace and Nagy, and actually some people are saying neither of them should go, which is surprising to me and probably everyone. Yeah. But um, one that Brian mentioned is when it comes to running back, is David Montgomery a solid number one, or do they need an upgrade? And you look at the last two weeks, and he had 103 yards against the Packers, 72 with 17 carries against the Lions. But then Brian, as all good reporters would bring up, uh, and broadcasters, uh, he's run was running against some bad um, run defenses. Do you, do you look at a David Montgomery as a guy that the Bears go into next season as he's their number one guy? You, you know, Fred, there's so much they have to do. Uh-huh. You can't, you can't do everything. It's it's impossible. So you know, I would be of the mindset, and I think they're going to be to you know use him next year and, and keep him around. I mean. He's on a you know the third year. It'll be his third year of a third round contract, so he's not making hardly any money. He's he's a you know he's got a lot of talent. I think that that's been one of the the nice things. You know you're always looking for the silver linings. And I think the way that Montgomery has run the last couple of weeks, I think you want to see that continue today. But I mean Fred, look look at look at what they're going to have to do here. I mean oh, yeah. they're going to have to find the quarterback right, which as we know has been impossible for this franchise to do. They're going to have to probably replace Allen Robinson, right? Because I don't see them tagging him with the way that the salary cap is going down and the market's going to be flooded with guys that are cap casualties. You're going to probably get some some veteran whiteout help at a, at a better price than you would normally get because there's going to be a lot of guys hitting the market because they're going to be cut. Um, wide receiver, you're going to have two new offensive tackles. So, Fred, I just don't see how you can say, hey, um, we also got to add, you know, running back to our wish list. I mean, right. you might, you know, bring someone in. You'll get Tariq Cohn back at some point next year. They're fairly happy with the role that Cordero Patterson is playing. Um, so I, I would just say, hey, you know what? We've got bigger fish to fry. I think if they go into next year with Montgomery as their number one, I still don't think that would be anything terrible. Well, J.D., I agree with you. And, and look, if, if they don't force-feed Montgomery – in the first half of this game, then Nagy ought to be fired at halftime because we we know that the Texans can get to the quarterback, but they can't stop the run. I guess here I was wondering about this before the show. Given that list of of things you need to do in the off season, who would be their MVP right now? If you had to name an MVP, okay. who has had a really solid season start to to where we are in Week 14? Uh, or not even, yeah. I mean, seriously, right? No, I'm serious. I'm not at. joking. No, I'm not joking. Yeah. I mean, so I mean the place he's, had a, he's had a really good year. Um, Roquan Smith's had a very good year. He hasn't had mm-hmm. the, the last couple of weeks haven't been as good. 
but he's had a, he's had a very good year. So I would say between Roquan, Cairo Santos, I'm looking at the offense right here. I mean, I mean it's a short list. <laughs> it's I mean, it's really short. You can't hand out you can't hand out offensive awards for an no. offense that ranks almost at the bottom of every important category. I mean, I think you know from a from a number standpoint, I don't think Allen Robinson is going to be disappointed as far as the numbers he puts up. There haven't been a lot of I don't, don't want to say impactful. I mean, he's had some some good moments, some big plays, but. Have also been quite a few 50-50 balls. I don't think he's playing his best football, but I mean, how can you right. on an offense that has no rhyme or reason? You're never targeted hardly ever in the red zone. Uh, the quarterbacks have been shuffling through. So I would say, like, not with a straight face, I would say your MVPs are either Cairo Santos or Roquan Smith. Mm. So there you go. Jeff Dickerson joining us from uh, Soldier Field. Bears getting ready to take on the Texans. Darnell Mooney listed, uh, you know, active and going to be able to play. He hasn't practiced yeah. all week, correct? Correct, correct. Personal issues. Uh, he he is up today, though. Um, he is playing. Uh, you know, Khalil Mack had the. Let's see. This week it was a shoulder. Last week <laughs> it was a back. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Was limited on Friday. He was questionable on the report, but he is also active today. So, I mean, their list of inactives, I mean, Buster Screen's the big one, guys. Right. You know, because you're, you're facing Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, it's not like, I know he doesn't have the weapons, but he's got a great quarterback back there. So, Buster Screen is your nickel not being available. You know, we'll see how they roll through with that. Now, typically what it's been is they've used Deion Bush. They used DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson. You know, they drafted Duke Shelley to be a nickel, and he right. hasn't. Not anything really, I and mean, he's been barely been active. Um, he's a possibility. So I mean, and, and that's really the only, in terms of you know, inactives today that really kind of catches your attention, is, is Buster Screen. But yeah, Mooney has not practiced, but he's up. Mac barely practiced, uh, but he's up. And you know, talk about facing a great quarterback. I mean, this would be a wonderful time for Khalil Mack to shake off whatever's been going on with him the last couple of weeks and have himself a big game because it's been very noticeable. Uh, that he hasn't been showing up on the stat sheet lately. J.D., uh, we heard Matt Nagy say uh, during the week he's always going to be positive, and, and that's his nature, and that's what most head coaches going through a little bit of adversity, a six-game losing streak, would tell you that they're going to remain. My, my, my question is, do you get a sense, talking to the players on the Zoom calls and where the team is at? I, have they checked out? I know Kim Hicks said you allow yourself to, to be ticked off and go through the different emotions after last week when you had that collapse that you shouldn't have had. But are they going through the motions, or does Nagy still have this team playing hard at the very least? And that, that really is the very least that a head coach can, can have. Yeah, Brian, I think they're still playing hard. I, I really do. I, I thought they came out last week with a real sense of purpose, didn't you? I mean, it, it fell apart late, and the way it ended was so you know, apropos with, with Mitch fumbling and everything and the defense right. not, not holding up. But, I mean, when they first began the game last week, you, there was no, there was no way you could have said, you could say and be be honest that they weren't prepared, that they didn't come out with emotion and enthusiasm. They were clear clicking last week. He had them ready to play. My guess is he'll have them ready to play today. You know what, what that means is, you know, can they overcome some of the things that have been holding them back? Does, does defense play better? Does, does the offense continue to kind of go on the uptick? I don't know, but I don't, I don't get the sense that they've mailed it in. I know, I, and I've been around that. Now, again, Brian, you know it's harder when you're just on a Zoom call. Sure, like when you're sure. when you're it's really, really there, you really yeah. know when a team is packed it in. I mean, right. I've, I've experienced that multiple times. 
Um, not with yeah, love. You, you guys, guys openly grumble and, and yeah, you know, and you just tell the body language, the energy. I never felt that way with Lovey. They always played hard for Lovey. Trust me, that was a disaster. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, when, when guys are standing up in meetings, telling the head coach he's an idiot. Well, you know, how about, like, how about not, Lance Briggs not. opening Lance Briggs opening up the barbecue place out in yeah. California and, and Tressman allowed him to go out there and yeah. do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it really was yeah. just the that inmates a, running the asylum. Well, that was a circus. So I mean, so you know, and then um, with Fox, I don't feel like they I don't feel like they didn't play for him. I just felt like they knew that they stunk and it wasn't going to go anywhere. I I do not get that sense. So you you can accuse Matt Nagy of many things, but I I don't believe that he's given the, given up. Uh, I don't believe that he's, you know, he, he, he's, he's, I think he's, he's trying to do the best he can. He's got a good attitude. Um, they just got to win. I mean, it's, it's when you lose for this long and you're unsuccessful for this long, it takes a toll on anybody's psyche, especially a professional sports team. These guys are highly paid. They're, they're very talented. Um, they have big, you know, egos as any professional athlete would. And to lose six in a row in an NFL. Yeah which is virtually designed guys to not lose six in a row. Right. Um, it really, it really is hard. So I, I think, I think Nagy in, in terms of just keeping the team together is, is doing the very best he can do. And uh, I, I don't sense any sort of mutiny. They just need to get a win. Before we wrap this up, a quick college note. It appears that Lovey is going to be out at Illinois. They had a press oh, really? conference. Is well, he retired or is, is he fired? No, there's no, uh, everybody's reporting it. Um, you're probably the only reason you're not mentioning it is because you're around with us right now. Everybody else is starting to report that he had a he had a meeting with his team at eleven o'clock this morning, and uh, everyone yeah. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN is reporting it to many others. One thing I wanted to ask you before we let you go, JD, and that was it's come up a little bit earlier, and a lot of people are wondering about this. When you look at what Leonard Floyd's been able to do, and you look at Adam Shaheen who goes down yeah. to Miami and gets a new contract and things like that. Who do you pin that on? I mean, do you Fred, pin that on the lack of coaching here or what? But here's the thing, Fred. Let's talk about Floyd. Do you really think that they've had a lack of good defensive coaching? I, I, I don't believe that. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I believe Vic Fangio is a very good coach. I agree. I, I believe that Chuck Pagano, you know, he's not Vic Fangio. I think he's a good coach. Um, I, I, I cannot understand that one. Now, 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 Sylvie asked this question, and it was a good question. He asked the question this week, well, does that absolve the Bears for taking Leonard Floyd ninth overall, the fact that he's out in L.A. Right. doing a great job for the Rams? See, I, my answer to that is no. Because, I, you know, I don't think Leonard was a bad player. I think the problem with Leonard is that he shouldn't have been taken ninth overall. Like, if he was a second- or third-round pick, now he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have made it that far. He was going to right. go. I mean, the Giants liked him. I'm not saying that, that he would have been available for the Bears in the second or third round, but, I mean, that just seems to be like he was a little more of a project pick. And the fact that it took him five years to get to this point, um, it's a testament to his diligence and his work ethic. And, he, you know, listen, there was nothing wrong with Leonard as a, as a hard worker, as a guy. I mean, he right. was great. You know, no problems there at all. It's just he wasn't, he wasn't producing the way that they needed him to produce. So I, I just think you chalk that up to he wasn't a bad player. He was just picked in the wrong spot. And good for him. He goes out. He finds a, a place. He's got some, some contacts out there in L.A. with the coordinator, and, and now he's thriving. So, like, I, don't, I, I just kind of look at that like, just again, I don't, I don't think he was a bad player. I just think it was a bad pick at that specific spot. Okay. Well, I just heard there's hope for Trubisky. 
If he wasn't picked number two in the draft. Well, you, you, you know, you five know, year, uh, year five coming up, and uh, it was know, just a bad pick only, at that spot. Only, the only good thing about any of this, and this really is, this stinks for everybody. I mean, it's just, you know, this is brutal. I mean, I've covered so many losers. My parents were making fun of me last night. So, like, <laughs> how many years have you done this? They're, like, incredulous. Like, how many it's years your have you fault. done this? I go, I go, well, I guess this is, like, 16. And my dad goes, how many years have they made the playoffs? And I go, four. He goes, you're the equivalent of a 4-12 and 12 team as a reporter. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess. So, Take a look in the mirror, Mister. Yeah, take a look in the mirror. It's been a long grind here, but the only good to come out of any of this is I think we've stopped with the Trubisky defenders. I I, I mean, you know, I think we've stopped with the well. You know what? It uh, you know it wasn't a bad pick, or uh, you know, it's not (laughs) as bad as you think. I I think that's the only thing because when Cap jumps ship on a guy, yeah, you know, it's over. Yeah. Definitely. J.D., we appreciate it. Hopefully it's a fun game for, for you to watch. Last, <laughs> last week's game, I was all, it was all ready to go for under three hours, and then all of a sudden the third quarter started in the fourth, and it's like, what happened? Because that game, they were at halftime by, like, really early. Know. It was unbelievable. Well, well, last week was a disaster because I had, like, 700 words written. Uh-huh. You have to do an instant analysis. Oh, you literally... Yeah. We have to file it at the end. It's like, boom, it's our big thing we do on Sunday. Yeah. I have like 700 words on this like bounce-back win with Montgomery. And <laughs> Get me rewrite. Like, oh, my God, i got to rewrite this whole thing oh. with like two minutes left. Oh, my God. Oh. So. Yeah. These are our struggles. These are, yes, they <laughs> these are. are the struggles yeah. that we face. I used to, with the baby bulls, the try-hard bulls, I don't know how many games this season I had to do. You know, in the final two minutes, they'd either be up by 20 or down by 20, and next thing you know, it's a one-possession game, and I'd be doing the same thing you did. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, well, whatever. See what happens today, J.D. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys, enjoy I want to have dinner with your folks when, <laughs> when this is all possible, yeah, too. Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had some self-analysis, yeah. yeah. I'm like, thanks, Dad. I'm, all right, thank you. <laughs> Don't go over for Christmas, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Hey, loser's here. <laughs> Thanks, J.D. Bye, guys. Oh, Jeff Dickerson out at Soldier Field. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now. Get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. We come back. Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet will tell us how the uh, betting is going on the Bears Texans game when we come back right after this. The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn around. Hanley. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So Khalil Mack's shoulder's okay, or at least good enough for him to play. Darnell Mooney's personal situation's okay, apparently, and he is listed and active, ready to play for the game today. We'll talk a little bit about um, the uh, Texans um, in our next segment. We will talk with about them, Brian. But um, each and every week here on the uh, Points Bet pregame show, we bring in our guy. We talked to uh, Teddy Greenstein. So now let's talk to Teddy out at Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. Teddy, what exactly is going on? How is the activity in today's Bears-Texans game? Morning, Fred. This much is clear. Betters at Points Bet are skeptical of the Bears. And as usual, they love Deshaun Watson. The Bears are one-point home dogs to the 4-8 and eight Texans. The line has stayed pretty steady. 
Meanwhile, 70% of the bet count and 81% of the money has rolled in on the J.J. Watt crew. So my recommendation, if you want to bet but are feeling skittish about the Bears, get creative. PointsBet is offering 219 ways to bet the game. Our over-under is 46, and we're getting about 70% of the action on the over. And this is interesting. Watson's over-under total for passing yards is not that far off from Mitch Trubisky's. Watson's is 263.5. Trubisky's is 241.5. You can also points bet passing yards and get whatever you stake, say $1, on the over or under for either quarterback. For every yard you're right, you make an extra buck. Good luck today, everyone. Ooh, I like that one. Thanks, Teddy. For every yard you're right, you get an extra extra buck. That's not bad. Well, and look, when whenever you see 81% of the money, as Teddy just told us, yeah. come in on one side, the contrarian in me says the public usually is on the wrong side. Right. I don't know how much of that is sharp money, how much it came in earlier in the week. I think earlier in the week it was uh, minus one and a half Texans. So yeah. someone someone's betting the Bears yeah. uh, since they shaved a half a point off that. Um, I, again, I teased him up to get through. I got him at one and a half, so I teased him up six. So I got plus seven and a half. We'll see. But um, a lot of people believe they can win this thing outright. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find out. So before we go to the calls, 312-332-3776, were you a contrarian guy before Doug Buffon or after Doug Buffon? Because <laughs> Doug, Doug would, that was his big thing with the contrarians. Oh, so, little buddy. Yeah, yeah, he would tell you. Yeah. yeah. He would tell you all the time. Uh, let's go out to, uh, for some reason, I don't think Mitchell's going to wager that uh, Trubisky's going to have a good game. Are you, Mitchell? Uh, not a chance. Um, the bottom line is this, okay? I don't understand why you would play Trubisky, because when he goes to try to read his progressions with, you know, a, a, an aggressive defense, like, that's his detriment. That's not a strength. And the bottom line is that he does not know how to step up and throw the ball downfield. He does not how to, he doesn't do it ever. The bottom line is his only skill set is to roll to the left or the right. And by the way, this notion that he throws a really strong deep ball, that's a fairy tale. So this defense from, uh, from Houston is going to be super aggressive, and they know that if they apply a rush, Trubisky folds like he does not have the, t- the skill set to actually find its way or you know, extend the play. I don't understand why the coaches over four years haven't recognized that that's not something that he's good at. If the offensive line is really stronger up to this point, then it all makes more reason to have foals. And again, this problem with Trubisky in this system or in any system is that he doesn't have the fundamentals to be an NFL quarterback. And if you compare and contrast um, uh, Watson versus Trubisky, you're going to see right off the bat that the advantage is going to go to Houston because you have a, a, a passer – a quarterback that can do. He can read a defense. He can erode the rush. He can basically evade the rush. He can also go downfield. I mean, unless the Bears get all their points based on rushing, which they were trying to do last week, okay, that's their only opportunity. And the defense makes some turnovers. But this notion that you're going to play Trubisky and have him be, you know, go toe-to-toe with a Watson Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers is, again, the Johnny Appleseed fairy tale. And I don't understand why we have to sit in this motivational speech with Nagy and Pace for the last three or four years and expect that things are going to change. I'd like to know your thoughts of how today is going to unfold. 
Mitchell, we appreciate the call. I don't know that Mitchell said anything that I disagree with. No, no, no. not at he all. He said but one it, thing. Johnny Appleseed is not a fairy tale. It's a well, real human. Real human. Okay. He really did spread yeah. apple trees across our country. There you go. That's yeah. Yeah, he didn't lie there. Eric he, he is there to fact check. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, all the other things that Mitchell said are, are spot on. But it is pick your poison. I don't care how well the interior of the Bears offensive line is playing. Nick Foles is a statue back there. And we saw him under duress and throwing the ball up for grabs. Yes, because we did. He's, he's on his way down half, you know, more than half his passes. He, you know, he's falling backward uh, while he's throwing the ball into double, triple coverage. So it's pick your poison time. Uh, but Mitchell's right about if the, the Texans are going to bring the heat, right? So yeah. that goes back to run the damn ball. It's not that complicated. They're good, they are They can get to the quarterback with their 28 sacks. So all you do is force feed Montgomery and see if the last two weeks are, are not – it's not an aberration that he actually is – he, he, he plays hard. He runs hard. He might not be the greatest running back in the league, but right now I'd like to see more of him. And, and as J.D. said, you really can't afford to upgrade the, the no, running back position. So, no. you know, let, let's let's use this as a time for him to, to be the best running back he can be moving in next year. We come back. We'll hear from J.J. Watt. We'll hear from Deshaun Watson. Also, Chuck Pagano, who talks about going up against yet another a great quarterback. The uh, last six quarterbacks have done quite well against the Bears. Thus, the Bears have lost six in a row. It's Hanley and Hubner in here on ESPN 1000. Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Now it's on us to step up and, and, and show not just, you know, the, the public, the fans, the media, but show ourselves that we can still play the type of football that we're accustomed to. That was Akeem Hicks, and that's what fans are looking forward to. Or at least some fans. Other fans are hoping the Bears lose the rest of these games. And then they think that'll be the reason that the organization will say, we've got to get rid of Pace and Nagy. We'll see. We'll see how it yeah, plays out. Well, I mean, I wish I could be that certain that it, that they've already seen enough that they're coming to that conclusion or right. certainly talking about it. But knowing the dysfunction that is the Chicago Bears and the McCaskey family, there's no guarantee of anything no. that, that anyone's leaving. No, not at all. Hey, if you've been listening throughout the entire show, you've heard me mention that um, if you listened, there's a chance you could win a $200 game day package. Well, now's the time. Be the 10th caller, you can win the package. 10th caller, 312 $100 in wagers on racing via the mobile club Hawthorne account and $100 in wagers on sports via the mobile points bet account. Caller number 10, 312 Must be 21 or older. Must be a resident of Illinois. Official contest rules can be found at ESPN Chicago Contest dot com 10th caller and you get that $200 game day package from points bet sportsbook points bet sportsbook the fastest and easy way to download the uh, points bet app do it now the easiest way to uh, make your wagers brian it is um watson and um the texans against the bears and trubisky today and i'm not saying anything that's just what it is i mean that's the facts Mm -hmm. um and they asked deshaun watson earlier in the week he knew this was coming up is there any extra motivation for you playing against the bears no it's no motivation um you know that's what the organization went with you know i had no ties nothing against the chicago bears or the organization i mean of course you know 
the media is going to make stories. And like you said, you know, for those fans, they're going to, of course, say something about it. But, you know, for me personally, that's no motivation and nothing like that. You know, they did what they did and um, and, and just keep pushing forward, you know, and that's the, that was, they thought that was the, you know, best situation for them themselves at that time. So for me, it was just no motivation. You know, I respect and got all the respect for those players and coaches and ownership. Now, Brian, I know that when uh, Patrick Mahomes came here last year with yeah. the Chiefs, there were a Let's lot of fans. The fingers. Yeah, well, there were a lot of fans of the stands that were saying, oh, we wish you were here, this kind of stuff. Um, Deshaun Watson plays against an empty stadium. or near empty. There'll be some people there. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit different. I'd, I'd be interested to see, especially with losing six in a row, what it would be like if there were fans in the stands and Deshaun Watson takes the field. Hey, there might be some guys on the Bears' sideline who are yelling, we wish you were here. <laughs> Uh, but you know, Mahomes also held up. He was very aware of where he was yeah. drafted. Yeah, I, you know, Deshaun Watson. Does he need extra motivation? To obviously the numbers he's putting up, third best passer rating in the league. Right. It, uh, without Brandon Cooks today, we'll see how much if it all that hurts him. But they, uh, he he seems to find a way to get it done week in week out. Whether that that team's any good, and they're they got an interim coach and. GM is might might be going too, but the fact of the matter is, when he throws the ball up, and, and Chuck Pagano talked about it, it's this guy can hurt you multiple ways, right? Yep, they definitely. They had a very tough loss last week against the Colts, and uh, Watson was asked about trying to get over that. Got to be, you know, attention to details all the way to the end, and in the in the clutch, you know, moments like that, we just got to be locked in all the way. So that's that's pretty much it. But once, you know, Monday hit, it was over with and on to Chicago. And, you know, we just got to keep pushing forward and, you know, get ready for the next game. Yeah, I mean, that's he he always says the right things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see enough interviews with Deshaun Watson. Um, and just unfortunately, just like not unfortunately, but just like Mitch, good guys trying to work hard and everything else. And if you watch enough Houston Texans games, and Lord help you if you do. Um, but he he's running for his life half the time. And sometimes he gets hit so hard, I'm amazed he gets up because right. his offensive line is so... We talk about the Bears' offensive line being bad. Houston's is worse, and some people could not believe that, but it is. It's a worse offensive line. Well, and the concern was, and it's well-documented in this past week, about the concern was he was going to get hurt. In yeah. the NFL, yeah. and that that would be a risk. Could you take that risk when you draft him as high as you're going to? You could have drafted him, but going back to using Ryan Pace's own, own words, he talked about at that time you want a quarterback that has elevated an entire program. Okay, how did Mitch Trubisky do that in North Carolina with the eight and five record that he had as a starter? Right, uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, you talk about elevating a program. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Championship it's, games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, it's so, using your own words, Ryan Pace, explain that to me. What, what were you looking at? Okay. If you want to tell me you were afraid he was going to get broken because of the way he plays, I might buy into it. And, and there were other teams that Mitch thought Mitch Trubisky was a legitimate starting quarterback in the league and maybe the, the best one in that class. Right. But the fact is Ryan Pace was the one who made the move and gave up four draft picks to move one spot to get that guy. Yeah. And he maybe could have, well, I mean, if you look at the draft now, he could have drafted down and still got his guy. Sure he could have. So yeah. he was the one who pulled the trigger. And I get the idea that there are other GMs who think, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I, when they look at Ryan Pace and Trubisky. 
the fact is Ryan Pace made the call and now he has to live with it. One of the uh, one of my predictions, I just re- wanted to double check to make sure he was uh, their starting left tackle. He came over from the Dolphins, and he came for a high price. Laramie Tunsil is the left tackle for the Houston Texans. He sucks. I don't care. People will always constantly talk about him. If you think Charles Leno gets a lot of penalties, Laramie Tunsil in almost every game I've ever seen him play either gets beat for a sack or gets one or two or multiple false starts. He does it all the time. So keep an eye on the left tackle, um, especially especially if Khalil Mack's lining up on that side. I wouldn't say so much with Robert Quinn. But Laramie Tunsil's <laughs> number 78 for the Texans. Watch. He will be called. I got in my car one of their games, and I got in my car. I was listening to Sirius XM as I left the building, and it was the, the Houston Texans game. It was the second play of the game. And they go, there's a flag, and I'm going, it's got to be Tunsil. It was. <laughs> it's amazing how many times this guy gets called for false starts for the amount of money he makes. We think we got it bad with um, – you know, with uh, Leno at that corner. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to make sure we played because it was talked about throughout the course of the season. And J.J. Watt walked into the uh, to Soldier Field today with his wife's Chicago Red Stars soccer jersey because his wife plays for the Red Stars here um, in Chicago. And J.J. was saying earlier this week how much he was looking forward to playing, not only at Soldier Field, but here in Chicago. It's a historic stadium. It's a historic franchise. I grew up playing hockey in the Chicago area. The northern suburbs, you know, Winnetka, Naperville, Rockford. I played hockey all over Chicago, so um, I'm very familiar with it. Obviously, like you said, having watched the Packers Bears rivalry a ton growing up, um, and just just knowing the history and tradition that is there, Mike Ditka and, and all the guys that have been through there before Walter Payton. Um, just it has a it's an incredible organization, and so it is cool to get a chance to play there. Um, I mean. I grew up stopping at the Lake Forest Oasis and crushing Auntie Anne's and Subway and Panda uh, Express. And then I had Portillo's and Lou Malnati's and some of the staples down there. So I'm not going to lie. I looked up where we're staying in Chicago and there's a Portillo's like half a mile away. So it's going to be pretty dangerous for me. Uh, I think Lou Malnati's is like another half a block. So um, my wife lives there now. And so I've, tasted, I've obviously had a lot of the food in the area. So. Robert's Pizza and Dough, and there's a whole bunch of good com- good places to eat there that it's going to be very difficult for me not to uh, order a little delivery service. But I am looking forward to playing in Soldier. I wish they would cut the grass a little shorter. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's, it's funny, too, because the last thing he mentioned is something that everybody in the NFL thinks. Um, first of all, the turf usually at Soldier Field is not all that great because they're so cl- close on the, on the um, floodplain and all that stuff that right. when it rains and it gets wet, it's going to be pretty bad. But always that their grass is a little bit too high. And um, so J.J. Watt and, and, and Cap reached out. He tried to get him uh, food delivered. And uh, Watt actually got back to Cap earlier this week and said, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. But I don't think, uh, you know, for the betterment of our team and everything, we probably shouldn't get uh, a delivery from Yeah, I was hoping he'd be he'd groggy from all the Malnautis and Portillo's. He lost me at Panda Express. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, that that's like if you're in an airport and your flight's delayed and you're desperate. Um I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. But uh, I, I was hoping that he'd have actually, a couple sacks of uh, yeah. Portillo, Portillos yesterday, and maybe wouldn't be all that today. Right. I'm actually a fan of Panda Express. Really? Yeah. Well, there's there's three or four different Chinese places by me, but every once in a while I go to Panda Express. Just I like. I don't know what it is. It's good, bad Chinese. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, but there's so many places that I end up going to. Um, but you know, since the earlier this week, the announcement that was it January 9th, the hockey show is coming back with Pat Boyle and Brian yes. Hanley. 
So that'll be nice. That'll be at uh, 10 o'clock, I think, on Saturdays right after White Sox Weekly, starting on January 9th, because I think the season starts, what, the 22nd? Right, with the realigned divisions. Right, and right. All the Canadian teams are going to stay in Canada. And- yeah. Wouldn't we'll it have been nice? Goes. Wouldn't it have been nice to have JJ Watt as a backliner for the Blackhawks? He played enough hockey. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice. I mean, uh, you know, and when it, when the thing starts, when uh, you know, the the hockey show starts, you guys are going to have to rein, reintroduce us to all these players because they've uh, you know, they've they've added quite a few uh, players to their squad. To Traded the a few yeah. Yeah. and said goodbye to Crow and right. let me know who the goalie's going to be. <laughs> They'll let you know before before the ninth. Before January 9th, we'll know. We'll settle in on that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, We come back. We'll take a look at how the poll results went. Also have our bold predictions. The Texans and the Bears, they kick off a little after 12 o'clock. We're talking about it here on the Points Bet pregame show on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with the new morning show, Cap and Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Taking a look at the Points Bet Sportsbook app. Um... The over has gone up half a point to mm-hmm. 46 and a half. Uh, on the money line, the Bears are plus 115 if you think they can uh, get a victory, get some extra money there. So they have, uh, for the Bears, they have 22 and a half as the Bears total. And last week they were, what, 23 and a half and ended up with 30. Yeah. Not enough, but they ended up with 30. Right, not enough to win the game, but yeah, game, you won your game. bet. Yeah, which is more important at that at this time, right? <laughs> yeah, so you got to have something to show for your effort. That's yeah. right. Uh, speaking of something to show, let's take a look at what our uh, polls from our Twitter polls at ESPN One Thousand did. As we bring in our guy Eric. Eric, what's going on? Not much. All right, so let's start with the very first one I put up, and probably the more polarizing of the three was Bears fans. Are you rooting for them to beat Houston today? Simply yes or no. Uh, 64% say no, they are not rooting oh, for boy. the Bears to win. Oh, Uh-oh. boy. And 36% saying yes. They listen um, They listen to Sylvie and Cap too much. Very right. angry yeah. people in the Which mentions of we, that We appreciate question. you listening. Yeah. yeah. They want the Michael Wilbon house cleaning coming. There That's we go. Yes. <laughs> for the betterment of the future, should the Bears fire Pace and Nagy? Should they fire just Nagy, just Pace, both or neither? Neither McCaskies? Got... Can you fire the McCaskies? Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if they were the Packers, right? We could do an overthrow because the sure. fans quote yeah. an overthrow. Three percent right? uh-huh. <laughs> um, voted neither should be fired. Uh, just Nagy was even less with two percent. Was it really? Yes. Ryan wow. Pace got eleven percent, and both got eighty-three yeah. percent. Well, there you go. And, and you know, it, it had and in Brad Biggs' column, it, it he mentions it, and we know this for some reason. The Bears have always gone this way. They either fire a coach and keep the GM, or fire the GM mm-hmm. and keep. It's like, what are you doing? You got to get. One of their biggest mistakes was was keeping John Fox when you brought in. You know, when you brought in Pace, you had to go somewhere else. You didn't. They didn't do it, and that was a mistake. Ah, uh, I don't know. Think they'll learn? No, no, no. I think they should. It's very simple. Yeah. But, you know, just clean house. That's the way to do it. So, And the last poll is when it comes to the running back. Uh, Montgomery is a solid number one or Bears need to upgrade. 67% say that Montgomery is a solid number one. Well, then let him run, run, run today. Yeah. yeah. 
That would be nice. That'd be really nice as we take a look at our bold predictions. Might have been awful uh, since the first couple of weeks. I've been really, really bad. Um, but yours have been pretty good, Brian, because you've been talking about you know Montgomery running the ball and things like that. And he actually has the last couple of weeks. And you said 120 yards rushing against the Packers. They rushed for 121 against the Packers. So you <laughs> yeah, were last week not so good. Yeah. yeah. So what do you got? I, uh, I'm with Yerk. You better bring the heat. And if you're bringing the heat, even Robert Quinn should get to the quarterback. Can he get three sacks and maybe earn some of his money? And here's a guy who flipped a coin supposedly between the Bears and Atlanta, and the Bears lost because he came up heads and they got him. Um, you know, let's Man. time time to you know get some money here. Uh, earn your money there, uh, Bobby. Let's uh, let's three sacks. <laughs> wow, that's bull. Hold it, three. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going easy, right? I'm going to drug test after this. I, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Or if you're at home, there's nothing wrong with doing recreation. I'm, I might be watching Johnny Appleseed at halftime. <laughs> there we go. The yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, Eric, how about you? Um, okay, I have two because my first one may not count. Okay. I'm going to say my first one will be that it'll be an entertaining, well-played game. <laughs> Bold predictions. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's too much or not. Again, again, the Vikings and the Buccaneers are playing at the same time on, <laughs> on Fox. The Bears are on CBS. So just so you know. My well. other one is actually a pretty good nugget. Darnell Mooney is seven catches away from breaking the Bears reception rookie record. Is he really? Yes. Wow. The record was set in 54, 1954. Oh, oh, and the record is 45 catches. And who oh, had it? Who had I it? I didn't well. even see you who had it. Okay. No, I don't know. So I will say Darnell Mooney catches seven passes at least today and ties or breaks the record. the ball back then? When, when, when was 54. That? I think that's past oh, Sid Luckman, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't man, know. oh, man. It might that be. tells you all you need to know about the Bears quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go stick with the defense. You talked about sacks. I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller, both getting interceptions today. So both hey, that'd strategy, be nice. Cotton. Wouldn't it be? A, a yeah. turnover, take the ball away, make some things happen. Uh, just so you know, Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller have a combined one interception. Yeah. yeah. They so. can improve on that number. <laughs> they can do nothing but improve like on, on that number. Like on card sharks, a higher yeah. They'll go higher there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think of all the guys that are out, uh, you know. So you would think it, if Houston uh, is smart, they would probably run the ball. But they don't have a running back either. David Johnson's out. And, they, you know, they got all kinds of problems with their offense. So we'll see what happens. But, so how uh, are they favored? But they are. They are. They are, because people have watched the Bears. That's how they're yeah. favored. Uh, as soon as the game is over, don't forget, it'll be uh, the post-game show. Jeff Meller, who was here earlier for uh, Fantasy Football, he'll be back with Howard Griffith. They'll be breaking it down. And uh, maybe Howard will talk about Lovey, you know, the, the glory days of Lovey uh, down at Illinois as that I-L-L. story is still developed. <laughs> yes, as that story is still developed. And they get lose the to Missouri in hoops. I mean, yeah. come on. What, do you only get up for the big games? I mean, I guess this is the year I, I texted Randy. He goes, I think this is the year Duke's going to suck. We can only hope, right? We yeah. always can hope that. Yeah. Brian, have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Eric, thanks for all your help. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1000.